Friends, allies, and Americans, welcome to the Defense of Democracy podcast, where we tell the stories of folks who defend your children's rights by advocating for inclusive public school systems and who fight for diversity across our nation. I'm your host, Karen Swoboda. Let's get into it. My guest today is Cookie Dough. Cookie Dough, thank you for joining the Defense of Democracy podcast and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor and I'm so excited to be here. And to all my listeners, it was a beautiful day today. We chose to record this podcast outdoors. So enjoy the background sounds, planes, birds, chickens perhaps, um, (laughs) and enjoy the show. So we have just finished shooting the very first Defense of Democracy virtual drag show uh, story hour. You did an amazing job. Thank you so much. Um, So you and I met at the Montgomery Bookstore where you were doing a drag story hour. Yeah. And there was a protest. Correct. There was. That was pretty intense. It was very intense. That was the most intense thing I have done so far in not only my drag career, but also my personal career and my professional career. It was quite a lot. It was, it, it, so I, I was there as a member of Defense of Democracy, joining with some other groups who were, uh, who had formed a counter protest mm-hmm. and you were, you were doing a drag story hour. Yep. So I'm assuming you've done these before the drag story hour? No, this was actually my first experience ever. It was quite interesting. Um, Claire and Walt, who own the Montgomery Book Exchange uh, bookstore, I reached out to them because I've worked with them last summer doing another Pride event and I wanted to do a story hour because for me, my drag is all about the children, the people, and the animals. So I want to do what I can to give back to the people. So I reached out to Claire and Walt. I was like, hey, I know you guys own a bookstore. It's privately owned. I thought maybe going that route of something that's not public or federally owned like a library or something like that will be a little bit more safer. But unfortunately, it still brought out the hate. It really did. It really um, did. And I, you know, as someone with, you know, a lot of children, I have seven. I'm, I'm a stepmom of four okay. or five, rather. Wow. But, um, you know, I just see something like that as, as the kids who were coming in the door and the parents who were bringing their kids in, they were so excited yeah. and you know, it's like having a, vi- a visit with an actual princess. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I view my drag is that I am a Disney character. I am a Nickelodeon character. I am a cartoon character brought to life. But I wasn't created by someone with an organization or a corporation. I was created with my own art. So yeah. that's kind of how I view my drag. I love that. Thank you. And so what do you think when a child sits down and sits with a drag queen like yourself to hear a story? What what really what's the message you're trying to send them? You know, you know, what why is I guess my question is, why is that something important for kids to be uh, invited to drag story hours and to have their parents go with them to these drag story hours? Mm -hmm. Like, why is it important, especially now? Oh, it's important for many reasons. Um, I want to start off by saying I view a lot of things in life, not only with my own personal self, but my uh, beliefs and things like that on a spectrum. Or as I like to say in lack of terms, a river. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes flowing and it's beautiful. It's sunny. We're enjoying it. And sometimes it's the white waters and it's rough and it's hard to navigate. So for me, when I sit down and do these drag story hours, when I do drag in general, that's me saying that I have the confidence and the heart to step out and be me 
And I hope that that light shines into someone else to light their flame so that way they can do the same, not only in drag, but in their personal life. Drag is everywhere we see it, whether it's at a bar, whether it's at a family-friendly pride event, whether it's in the movies we watch, whether it's us waking up every day and putting on our t-shirts and jeans. Mm -hmm. Guess what? When we're getting dressed, you know what's going through our mind? Well, is this the is this the outfit I want to portray today? Is this the look I want to give? Is this the feeling I want to give? It's drag is the same, but we just heighten it. We bring it up. So when I do drag story hour for the children, for anybody, the people, there was grandmothers there who didn't have their grandkids because they lived in different states. They, it's all about inspiring, uplifting, and giving them the confidence that maybe they don't have. So talk to me about the pushback because the pushback was actually pretty violent. It was. It, and a lot of it wasn't shared, especially the violence that I dealt with personally. Yeah. I did not want to share those things because I feel like when you put negative energy out into the world, right. more negative energy comes back to you. Um, the pushback was very extreme. Um, I will be honest, I spent a majority of the week before the story hour just crying, Aww. contemplating if I wanted to do it. And, you know, I had to sit there and dig deep and ask myself, why am I doing this? I'm doing it for the people. I'm doing it for the children. And right. I can't I can't give up on them because if I show a sign of weakness, everyone else is going to follow suit and show a sign of weakness. So what was interesting to me uh, about the whole thing, the whole lead up to it was terrifying, yes. right? Because you were getting messages. The bookstore was getting messages. Death threats, all of it. All of it. Yeah. You know, and and then, though, when we got there, um, there were literally a handful of of actual physical people who showed up to protest yep. and the counter protest which was three times almost three times. or four times as large people with signs people who come in uh you know through the process we were so worried everybody had to be vetted you know yep. if you were going to counter protest uh you know everyone showed up and that is part of what defensive democracy has a phrase more good than bad. Yep, exactly. And it's very bad. It's very easy for those who are, quote, bad, for those who are the ones who are antagonistic and the ones who want to spew hate, the ones who yep. want to intimidate, yep. to get online and say things that are scary. Yeah. And like you said, it, all, it, it of course you thought about not doing it. Yeah, it's, it's horrifying. Especially receiving the comments and the messages and the things like that from people just yeah. who, have, who don't even know me. Right. No idea who I was because Joe Schmo found my information and decided to share it. Right. Now all of a sudden they want to have an opinion about me. And that's the best thing about me though, is you can have an opinion about me. Everyone has an opinion, yeah. but it's what I decide to take to heart and what I decide to let resonate with me. So during these hardships, it's so hard, but as me as a person, the way I was raised, I have to constantly be strong and lead with a happy face, a heart full of love and just bring as much inspiration as we can. Because as you said, a lot of it was there was protesters, but the support outpoured it. And same thing, there was a lot of hate messages, but there was so much more love. And that's what people don't realize. Right. We share only what we can so they don't know the whole story. And I always like to say words, whether they're good or bad, are like candy right sweet candy yummy delicious i'll eat more makes me feel good sour candy it hits harder it's tart and it lasts a little bit longer just like hard words harsh yeah. words hate words things like that it's easier to spread hate than it is love 
So that way for me, I'm constantly spreading love. I yes. don't give into that stuff. And, and again, like going back to that protest and, and how easy it was to sit behind the keyboard and, and spew violence and hate. But on the day of, how Where many more they? people? Right. And, and that's why we say, <laughs> yeah. like, at Defense of Democracy, there are more good than bad people out there. There, there are. are more good. And we are more courageous. And yep. we are the ones who are going to save this country. Because, Absolutely. Because people like you... Thank who you. are fearless. Thank you. Now I do want to give, speaking of fearless people, I want <laughs> to give a shout out to one of my amazing volunteers. Yes. So we do a volunteer shout out on our show. I love it. I was thinking, who do I want to highlight? And there are so many people. Um, and really the one who's coming to mind is uh, one of my volunteers. His name is Alan. Okay. He is from the Midwest. Nice. And you know, everybody um, has these opinions, quote unquote, of the, the older generation, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the quote boomers, whatever. Yeah. And Alan is an older guy. He's a senior. He has done so much. He's the one who checks all the info at defenseofdemocracy.org emails. Wow. Every day, this is what he does. And he's doing this to give back to the younger generation. That's so amazing. I wanted to share that today and with you and with the listeners that, you know, our volunteers come in all beautiful shapes and sizes, every background, yeah. every joyful, you Absolutely. know, from every joyful, you know, uh, uh, different um, walks, of life. walks of life. Thank you. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> So we're very fortunate to have you here, um, and and I, I so appreciate everything that you're doing and, and donating you. your time today to, of course. to 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 give back to to the kids yep. and to our community. I do it for the children. I mean, it, 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 I, first I'm honored and blessed to do this with you because any opportunity I have to showcase who I am and to help people, I'm willing to do it because. That's what this world needs is fighters and warriors and people to step up to the line right now. Yeah. So thank you for having me. So do you have a message? Another one of my, uh, another person that I'm dealing with is a young kid, and I'm sure there's more than one out there who's transgender mm -hmm. and who has been relentlessly bullied in her school. Yes. It breaks my heart. I mean, it's, as a child who was in that predicament growing up, Yeah. you know, it's, it's hard. No matter who you are, or who you're trying to be or how you're coming out, whether it's your sexual identity, whether it's your gender, whether it's your profession, whether anything like that, mm -hmm. it's always so hard. And to hear these children who all they want is to be seen and loved right. and struggle like this breaks my heart because I went through stuff like that. I grew up in Ohio, a Midwest country, yeah. I mean, uh, state. And, you know, it was, my graduating class was almost 600 people mm -hmm. and it was, it's a lot. Yeah. And, you know, being bullied constantly by my own family, by my own friends, yeah. by my own peers, it's hard, but the thing that helps me the most, and I try to tell people this all the time, and it's so cliche, but it's so true, RuPaul was absolutely right. If you cannot love yourself, mm -hmm. you cannot love anybody else, whether that is in love in a relationship, love in a friendship, love in a family atmosphere, you have to have so much love 
and support for yourself before you can do anything for anybody. And that's what I tell these kids because a lot of my career, a lot of my performances and stuff are family friendly based events. Yeah. So I meet in high school students, I meet in college kids, I meet in teenagers, I meet in parents who goes, this is my daughter, they are trans and 10 years old. So for me, it's always about what can I say and do to make sure when I meet these people yeah. that they get something to help move them forward. Because it's not easy. It's not dealing things with that. It's not a blink of an eye. It's not a flick of a switch to fix and things like that. Right. It takes time and it takes practice. And and you know, the bullying comes from, uh, obviously, if it's at the school level and it's from the children, you know it's coming from the parents. Of course, 100%. You know those parents are not parenting Where their kids. Where do children learn everything? From yes. mom and dad. As much as the people don't want to say it, as much as oh, people yeah. don't want to admit it, honey bunnies, I don't care what you have to say. Everything we learn is because of the parents yeah. in our home. And it's easy because as we grow up, even for my own personal self, as I grow up, I could see so much of myself from my parents that they taught me and I thought, oh, that's their personality now, it's my personality. Yeah. Because we learn that way. Absolutely. And it's not only with your parents, but in time when you're a young adult and living on your own, you start to be, um, you get inspired, you get influenced by the people around you and the life you live. And so I try to tell people, surround yourself who think like you, live like you, want to be like you, but also surround yourselves by people who don't because that's how we build a bigger community. So Cookie, you're sitting in front of me and yes. you are beautifully dressed <laughs> in this wonderful like black and white and you said it was uh, farm, farm girl. girl chic realness. <laughs> I, love, I love it. It is. It's like with the with the tool and the and the, did yeah. you sew that? I did not sew this one, um, okay. but I do sew and I do make a lot of stuff. So. So I would like to know, like, talk, let's do drag 101. Like, okay. I, I, I don't expect you to know that, like, the whole history of yes. drag. But, <laughs> you know, like, why is it important? It's been around for a long time. Yeah. It is not a new thing. Yep. When did you get started in it? Oh, so my drag career officially started about this August will be the start of my fourth year. Oh. Um, I was introduced to drag by my father. Um, in a non-conserved, not what's the word I'm looking for, non-conventional way. Okay. Um, how so people ask, what do you, oh, your dad's a drag queen? No, not at all. <laughs> so I grew up in Sleepy Hollow, New York. Okay. Um, and my father was chief of the fire department, and we used to go to the firemen's parades and things like that, and my dad would always dress up. He would be in a bikini and a wool mask. He'd be in a dress and oh a witch's hat. <laughs> and growing up, you see these things of people having fun. Right. Dressing up, celebrating life. It has nothing to do with anyone's sexual preference or gender or anything like that. So right. my father taught me that have a good time, be silly, be in the moment, use your body as your canvas to display the art you want to share with the world kind of sense. He necessarily didn't say that, but right. that's what I picked up reading between the lines. <laughs> well, and it's funny because there's so much about drag, like especially drag story or, <coughs> excuse me, sexualizing children. Mm -hmm. You're sitting here in front of me. You are covered pretty much from literally from head to toe. You have Correct. this beautiful blonde wig, this dress that goes almost down to your ankle. You know, I mean, you've got beautiful jewelry on your nails. Your makeup is perfect. Thank you. Um, I would not see this as sexualization in any way like mm. i see it as somebody who looks like a princess that's it. who would be thrilling to yeah. a little kid to sit and hear a story from yeah um so how does that make you feel the whole groomer thing the those awful words that people label 
people like you and me too. Yeah. Uh, pedophiles, groomers, like I've been accused of the same things. I'm sure you've yeah. been accused much more than I have. Yeah. Um, because you dress up and mm. you read stories yeah. to kids. Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, some of those comments have come to people the closest to me, such as family members really? and things like that. Because at the end of the day, it's so easy to copy and paste words than it is to form your own thought process. Yes. Because forming a thought means you have to put in a little work into your brain. And some people fall into the comfort of their everyday lives of living in the middle of nowhere and waking up, having breakfast, doing their same schedule every day doing whatever they do and all of a sudden they see something a little bit colorful or different and they're thrown back. Yep. People are not used to things they are unaware of. People are not used to things they don't know. And so to have this constantly thrown at me, these words and things like that, my father and my mother have always taught me, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Right. And as I said in the beginning of this, it's whatever I decide to allow to resonate deep within me, mm -hmm. because I know these people don't know me. I know these people don't even know half the things. They're upset at me because of how beautiful I am. What's, what are we, I always like to say, one time I got in an argument with my family and I, <laughs> my cousin was like so mad. She's like, I just don't get why you want to dress like a woman. But I said, because I come from a family full of women who do not take full advantage of being a woman, period. <laughs> okay. Like I want to be the one that has my hair done. Somebody's got to do it. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I mean, if it's such a big issue, if these people are so obsessed with this stuff and blah 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 then why aren't you doing it with yourself why yeah. aren't you taking care of yourself why don't you make having, yourself feel beautiful yeah you look beautiful you're having fun like you smiling and bring, being respectful and having the time of my life that's right when my daughter when my firstborn was about eight months old i took her to a drag show one of my so some of, and it was some of my best friends um, one of my closest friends from from college who I knew before he came out, right? And, yeah. And, like, he always teases me because supposedly I had a crush on him. <laughs> but it was really that he had a crush on me and I rejected him and then he had to go gay. <laughs> That's what but... all the girls say. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he and, he and his husband now, at the time, they were unable to be married. But the two of them were part of a drag show that was raising money for, for the AIDS epidemic. Mm -hmm. um, and my daughter was about eight months old and I brought her with me. I didn't even think. I mean, she was just such, a, and she had this little bib on that was called Queen of the Cuties. Yeah. And after the show, all the guys, like all the guys and girls, whoever they were, like wore this little bib, Queen of the Cuties. Oh and my I, god. So that picture of her being held by two drag queens is like she's so proud of that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I'm like, it was such a fun night. That's what it is. Drag is fun. Right. It's like when you go to a music festival and you're listening to your favorite artists perform. Why do you like them? Why? Because of their art. That's right. Why do you go to a Broadway play? Because of the art. And yes. like a lot of these people, and it's very interesting to see who have something negative to say about the drag community, are also people who are into Broadway, who are also into these movies like Mrs. Doubtfire yes. and things and like that. And they don't understand and the hypocrisy of what they're what they're doing. I'm sorry, that gets me very emotional. Me it just, it's okay. It me off. <laughs> the, yes, they are. The, you know, it's like all of a sudden, are you going to go for everything? Does everything now need to be censored? Does does that time you dressed up, like yep. you said, as a witch for Halloween or as a cheerleader when you were on the football? Yeah. Like all of that now, all of a sudden, that is that is something that you're Defines old. It's, it's you. Like... It's right. Exactly. It's, it just 
can we just be ourselves and have fun and love each other? That's what I always say. Everyone's like, I don't get it, Cookie. How do you just do you and constantly give? I'm respectful. Yes. I'm kind and I spread happiness. Those yes. are the three rules of life. Everything else, who cares? It's all extra added bonus. What you want to wear, added bonus. How you want to dress, added bonus. How What you want to be, added bonus. These are all things to enhance and make your life better. Some of us have found the trick faster than others, and that's why they're upset. That's right. And that's right. what I think it is. It comes down to, as I kind of said earlier, being stig uh, stagnant into your everyday life, and you're mad because these people are living this vibrant, beautiful life, and right. you're not getting any attention it comes down to the attention well and i do think so i think it comes down to attention and power we're talking about a lot of you know a particular group of people i'm, I'm particularly thinking about um these white straight women you know christian women like myself p.s mm -hmm. i am white straight and christian but i see that this becomes in some people a power trip yes, right all of a of sudden course. i'm important right i have a voice i have a megaphone yep. you know this this extremist group has given me a platform yep. and i can lift myself up by holding you down of course of course it's it, that's the easiest way to get any power yeah it, it, the, it, in all the history books in all the mythology stories how does anyone win by holding the weakest person down and the strongest person gets power that's whether right. it's good or bad and right. that's what we need to learn that it's not about the power you have no power as right. much as you feel like you're getting from being a keyboard warrior or things like that mm -hmm. the power comes from within you and what you do with that power so people can say what they want but i got the power to smack it right back or out of my face and keep moving on with my life that's right I was in, and uh, of course, Twitter, you know, I get on Twitter, uh, this was in the beginning, and I was on Twitter, I'm in an argument with a, with a politician from Dutchess County, his name is Will Truitt, and he just happened to focus on, um, I had put something out there about a drag show, mm. and, and I was just saying, like, you know, this is, you know, this is going to be fun, this is good, blah, 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 and he writes back, out of the clear blue, which had nothing to do with anything, mm -hmm. how many genders on there are there? And I just was like, where is this even coming from? And I just responded. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I could, what is that question? Like, I yep. don't even care. Why do you care? Like, yeah. why do you care unless people are being happy? Because it makes me start thinking, if you're questioning how many genders are there, what's in the back of your mind that yes. you're thinking about? Well, because a lot of times, let's be real, when you're, a lot of these guys who are so for, so like against this stuff are also you know closeted thank you yeah very much i wonder and about that and because and you know I why tell are you people, so afraid of it when i before i was in a relationship and i was on this app called grinder that you would use you know whatever how many straight married men right that's right married mm -hmm. men ladies listen up <laughs> check your husband's phones Whoa. look for that grinder app because more than likely yeah. when you're out shopping guess what big daddy's doing right and it's it's that that they're not being accepted or welcomed into their circle yeah. because they constantly were accepted or welcomed into something right. and now that they're older and there's nothing for them they can't play sports anymore they can't they're not in high school anymore they don't have the six-pack anymore what do they got to do drink their beers and complain is what it comes down well not anymore because bud light thanks bud light. <laughs> um but you know what yeah. i'm saying like like you really like for me 
I'm very big at sitting back and putting myself in that person's shoes or anybody else's shoes and try to understand their thought process. Because as for me, I know how my thought process works. If I'm sitting at home with nothing to do, no one to talk to, guess what? I'm making all these negative situations in my mind. That's right. Mental health, and this is where it comes down to, is mental health is so important. Important. Yes. It's very important, not just for us in the LGBT community, but everybody else. So there is, um, so you're speaking of mental health. There was an issue that I dealt with, um, with uh, Dr. Larry Levin, who mm. is a superintendent, was a superintendent in an Orange County school board here. He was fired. I'm sorry. He was forced to resign um, under a, a cl- you know, a, a cloud of abuse by a group of women from uh, Moms for Liberty. Ugh. I know. And <laughs> their Facebook page is just full of vitriol about him. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really only four or five people in this group who, who are just so vocal and, and horrible. Yep. And then you look at their Facebook profiles. And, and this one woman in particular, she's got these two beautiful little girls. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why aren't you celebrating them? Why are you... You know, is this what your life amounts to that you have to sit there behind your keyboard and and go as a keyboard warrior and attack whether it's the queer community, you know, the the a censorship, a book you want banned. Yeah. Like this is like an obsession Yeah. where there where I feel as though if, if you know. And sometimes I oversimplify, but I feel as though, you know, maybe there will be something that can just say, listen, I have so much good in my life right now. Mm -hmm. I have two healthy children who love me and I can celebrate that love without hurting other people. Correct. Yeah. And hurting other children. Right. And what I think about in those moments is go, you're a mom who's talking highly about how much you love your children, you're trying to protect them, but you're spending your time on the computer complaining yes. rather than with your children. Right. Fix yourself before you come try to fix me. That's right. So, I, so again, I appreciate what you're doing to, you. to make kids feel like maybe I'm not different. Maybe being different is cool. Maybe being Be, different everyone is Everyone is different. It's right? just that seems like right now the less of us are showing our differences but the more that show it the more are coming out of the woodwork so I more think good than bad right a, just that like you just said like... again this more good than bad always so tell me cookie before we before we end the podcast which has been so much fun what is coming up for Cookie in the next few months? What's happening for you over the next few weeks? Where yes. are you going? Well, it's Pride season, so I'm super excited about that. Um, I actually will be sharing on my social media uh, a flyer of where all my shows will be. I am booked throughout the whole weekend Ooh, of nice. June, which is great. And they will be um, displayed by what is Story Hour, what's family friendly and what's for 18 plus only. So that way, not only young adults, children and families can come and I mean, it's easy. If it's it's 18 plus, then you're you're an adult. How many times you go to the movie theaters, (laughs) one movie is 18 plus and one is PG. Right, you know, it's not rocket science. Um, It's not, but people like to make it difficult to make themselves feel So how can we find you? Tell me, how do we find Cookie if we're looking to book her or talk to her or see her stuff? Absolutely. You can look for me. You can book me at morecookieplease underscore on Instagram. Okay. And that is the best place to find me. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. the show today. I had so much fun. It was such a pleasure being here with you, and I'm excited to see what else unfolds with us. Thanks for listening to the Defense of Democracy podcast. 
If you like what you've heard, you can find out more at defenseofdemocracy.org. Please consider becoming a support partner by texting the letters D-O-F-D, that's Defense O-F, Democracy, to 44321. Stay strong and remember, there is more good than bad out there and you're standing on the right side of history.